everyone, and welcome to the Glad to Podcast. I am Lauren Romo. With me, as always, is my cousin and fellow nerd, Andrea Gutierrez. Greetings. Salutations. What's going on? Bright suns. Woo! Two good episodes of The Bad I Batch. I know! Man! Lot to talk about. We were on Star Wars Explained, and we talked about episode four. We'll, I'll put in the links to that show. Uh, but shout out to Alex and Molly for inviting us. That was... Very, 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 very uh, thoughtful and very, you know, we very appreciate it very, very much. So it was a lot of fun. Those two are amazing. Go check them out. Obviously, if you don't listen to them already, I don't know why you wouldn't be listening to them, but you should. They do amazing work on Star Wars Explained. Yeah, I mean, the videos they do, it's just, it's top notch. I really don't think anybody's doing it any better on YouTube. I don't either. And it's necessary. The Star Wars content they put out is necessary and helpful, and it is just amazing. You know, yep. it's a go-to for me to when I want to get a good opinion on something and um, some knowledge. It's great. Yeah, breakdown, canon stuff. Yeah, they, they do it all. So, yeah, obviously, Star Wars Explained. Go check them out for sure. But, Andrea, oh, wow. Two good episodes, man. Woo-wee. So this is what we're going to do, kids. We're breaking down Bad Batch uh, episodes three and four. So we're going to just, we'll jump into it because I think there's a lot to digest, a lot to discuss within these within these two episodes. So before we get to that, though, if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We are Star Wars Podcast to discuss anything and everything within that galaxy far, far away. Each episode, we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it, and we talk about it. All right, and so episode three, episode four. So episode three was called The Solitary Clone. Episode four was called Faster. Let's start with overall thoughts just on both, and then we'll we'll definitely, we're going to talk both of them individually because I think tonally, they were so vastly different, weren't they? Like crazy different. And but it was so both sides good. of the spectrum. Yeah, a hundred percent. So let's let's start out start start me off with your thoughts, uh thoughts, opinions on both episodes overall. Any, you know, anything that kind of jumped out on you or any themes you picked up. Go ahead, give me give me everything you got. Yeah, the solitary clone. My anticipation was that it was going to be about crosshair or I had like maybe thoughts of maybe we'd see a Rex. I know like in previews that in spoilers, we knew that we were going to see Cody, but I didn't think we would see him this early. So I wasn't really sure. I thought for sure we were going to have a crosshair episode, which we did, which was awesome. And at the end, I gave it a standing ovation because it was so freaking good. Some of the best Star Wars. Some some of the the best. best Star Wars. I mean, it was visually stunning. The Kiner Brothers freaking killed it um you know bringing in that that guttural sound from uh the siege of mandalore episodes you know when order 66 happened that same sound was in there it was excellent just so awesome and it left you thinking you know and wondering what was gonna what was gonna be the fate of some of the clones and what was gonna be the fate of crosshair so it was awesome uh faster episode four just a fun episode you know also just so 
it was like a breath of fresh air, right? Coming out of episode three and everything was so heavy. And now let's go back to how animation can be still stunning and fun and lighthearted. And that's exactly what it was. And then it had sprinkles of like what's going on with Sid and what is going to be the ramifications that Clone Force 99 keeps hanging out with Sid. Like get away from Sid, I think. So... That was my overall thoughts of those two. I completely enjoyed them. I was when this season started, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna go bonkers over the bad batch like I did last year. And it just keeps hitting. So great work. Yeah. Dave Loney I, and, and friends. <laughs> yeah, Dave Loney and friends. Make sure we say yeah. and friends because his the, the team that is behind Bad Batch is so good. They know what they're doing. Visually it's great. Like you said, I'm glad you brought up the music. In both episodes, music, sound design, especially in Faster. I, if you if you haven't, people, I highly recommend listening to the, especially episode four, Faster, with headphones on, and you hear the sound design really well of the, of the Riot Race. Dude, listening or watching that show with, like, AirPods in is a game changer. Yeah, no, it is. I agree. It really is. I was shocked. I was like, I need to do this all the time. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I did that right before we obviously started uh, recording today. You know, I, I watched the episodes just to get a refresher, and I had the ear, uh, AirPods in, and man, it it does like you hear that crisp sound of the of the pod racing, so good, so many layers, so many layers. Yeah, I mean, again, brings it back to for to Phantom Menace vibes. The music, especially at the end of Faster with uh tech racing was so good i mean yeah again overall solid episodes i mean you talked about it with episode three Ange. heavy 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 crosshair heavy commander cody stuff heavy just empire taking over the galaxy and what they do and what they were doing to these other planets i mean we see it. it this it almost felt like an andor ish kind of episode but in animation a little bit not, maybe not as deep and maybe not as heavy but it still was there for me because you had those like ideas of the empire i mean you had that governor uh uh granton basically saying yeah take her take the um the old governor governor ames take her to the square after crosshair killed her like Right. And then in Andor, we hear that guy, you know, I would really like to hang him. Like, so it brings that idea of how the Empire was like, it, it shows it. It, it tracks it. for yeah. being imperialistic. Yeah. No, 100%. Right. Especially again, the more we got, especially in Andor, it all it all fits for sure. But yeah, overall, these these two episodes, again, even though they were so tonally different, it felt Star Wars. It was fun Star Wars. It was heavy Star Wars. And there's themes. You know, we talked about that with Alex and Molly. Like, if it's not, themes are there. If you really want to look for it, they're there. You know, is that if you choose not to, that's fine. I mean, you don't, you don't have to look at it in that way. You know, but we, you and I, I think I can speak for both of us. You and I choose to look at Star Wars in that way. We choose to kind of look at the themes, the bigger picture, and how it all connects connects in that way and not just surface level. Like surface level is fine. It's fun. I mean, 
there's so many great action scenes, right? Especially in episode three with, with Crosshair and all his like great shots and everything like that, which we'll talk about, but it, it was good. It's good. Star Wars, man. It's good. I mean, it, it's really good. And I'm enjoying it as much as you are as well. Ange. like, I'm, I'm excited with where the season goes. Cause I honestly, I don't, I really don't know what, what to expect. Can you kind of have an idea of where it's going to go? But then I feel like they throw these curveballs at you and you're kind of like, oh, okay, that's interesting. That was different, you know? I like it. I like it. I mean, Riot Racing, where's the video game already? I know. Where is the Star Wars Mario Kart? Give it to me. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be so fun. So sweet. <laughs> yeah. They, you know people would buy that. I, don't even... I would buy it. Heck yeah, I would too, man. Heck yeah, Star Wars. I'm about to Mario put Kart. Pod Racer back on my uh my Switch. Play that. Oh, that's a good call. That's a good call. Solid game. Solid game. But yeah, so let, I mean, that's again overall thoughts, kids. That's where we're at. But let's go. Let's dive deep into these episodes, and So let's start with obviously episode three, the Solitary Soldier. I mean, again, we talk about tone and just the, I mean the very first shots of this episode. It was dark. It was gritty. You know, you have this Imperial ship coming into this planet called Desix. And they just thought they were just going to like, yep, okay, so, you know, you are the former governor. Governor Grattan tells, you know, again, the current governor of Desix, uh, Governor Ames, you know, like, okay, so you're cool. You can leave. We're taking over. And she's like, no, you're not. And I like how they, how she had like a, a army of battle droids. That was so cool. So good. I did not see that coming at all. I loved it. I loved it so much. But again, just the, the tone of it, you know, just we get to see Crosshair again and we and we hear that he, he was on that platform for 32 rotations, rotations, which I believe is 32 days. I would think. I think that's I think that's how again, Alex Molly, maybe we'll tweet at you just to double check. But I'm pretty sure rotations is days for us. So. And you see how much again Rampart's still a jackass, like just every a dirty, time. Yeah. Dirty, dirty dog. Yeah. You know, Crosshair's trying to eat and he always interrupts him. It's like he knew. And I don't Yeah. He, I guarantee he knew that he was about to eat. He knew the schedule. Right. He knows what happens. Yeah. He's watching them on surveillance. I agree. I agree. But you know what? Crosshair deserves it. Let let's interrupt his meal. That's fine. Well, we'll talk, we'll get into Crosshair a little bit, but, you know, the big thing I think in this episode was Commander Cody. We get Commander Cody back and I think it was very interesting, their conversation and when they, when they first meet and they're by the, uh, memorial, which I believe if I'm not mistaken, are, you know, lost clones, the names of the soldiers, clone soldiers that they've lost. I think, I don't. I don't know that for 100 percent. seems kind of weird that they would have that because like now the empire doesn't even recognize their names like when later in the episode when crosshair says what about commander cody and he and rampart plays dumb and is like who are you talking about and he's like ct2224 and he's like oh he went awol and i was like whoa so um yeah that memorial was interesting and I know a lot of people try to, like, decipher it, that no Arabesh or can do that, but it was a bunch of gibberish. So it was cool looking. I wish that it actually would have had a little bit more Easter egg-ishness in it. 
That's fair. No, that's fair. That's that's definitely fair. I th- I think with the conversation between them, you know, again, the first time, you know, he was like, it's been a while. And like, I hear Clone Force 99 kind of, you know, went rogue. And then, you know, Cody mentioning that there's a lot of clones beginning to feel differently about what's going on. And then again, Crosshair being Crosshair, he's like, you know, good soldiers follow orders. They're and traitors. I, right. The traitors Just like, like the, the Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. Did you feel in that moment, do you think Cody was just trying to see where Crosshair was at? Like, give me your thoughts on on that kind of aspect of it. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like Cody was trying to feel him out. When he said that he requested Crosshair when he heard he was cleared for duty, it's like he was just itching to get the deets on what happened with Clone Force 99. Good point. Because he's really starting to question why they're there as well so yes i do feel like he was trying to feel him out and then <laughs> crosshair being crosshair like they're traitors good soldiers follow orders you know right. cody was like all right man i i see where you are so right and, and, and throughout the episode too i mean it just well first of all that episode felt like such an old school clone wars episode which i loved loved like just the, the feeling of that like, i agree 100 percent droids right yeah I was watching it. I was like, man, Eli, my son needs to watch this because he's like a Clone Wars kid. And I mean, just the interactions with the the battle droids. And uh, it was great. Yeah. Again, it felt old school. But then it's almost at the same time, too. You were almost rooting for the droids this time. Yeah, I was you like, know? Man, I, I love those droids. <laughs> oh, Roger, Roger. Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> Them giving each other high fives. Like, it's just, great. I love, again, that's silly Star Wars, but it was, like, done really well in this episode, even though I, the, the serious tone of it, you know. But I think what another part that was interesting to me in this episode is when, again, they, Cody and Crosshair with a team of clones infiltrate Dessex, and their mission is to obviously get this governor back in to take out this other governor again, as Rampart told Crosshair earlier in the episode by pretty much any means necessary, but they run into, as they're infiltrating the city, they run into the people of the city. And one, there's a moment where, you know, they see there's two, um, two people that see Crosshair and Cody and Cody says, you know, we're here to help. And just their look on them, like, no, you're not like, this is what we're hiding from. We're hiding from you guys. I, did you feel like that moment for you? Was that like, oh, they people are really against. Obviously, we know people are against this whole thing, but especially in Dessex, right? Because in the beginning of the episode, sirens going off, and it was like letting the people know, hey, the Imperial are coming. We need to go hide, you know. But then you, but at the same time, Cody feels like he's doing the right thing, and he felt like I think what Cody said when he said we're here to help that was genuine. You know, but then the people of this of this planet were like, no, dude, no, you're not. We don't believe you at all. Did that play well for you in that in those moments in that moment at all? Or did how did you feel when that like little just again, it was a little moment, but it had some pretty that had like a powerful punch to it, in my opinion. Yeah, I felt like the intention of all that landed perfectly. And. You know, 
you start to feel bad for the remaining clones because they just want to get back to what they knew, which is getting information and storming an area and and being part of a, a battle. They're not security. They're not any of that stuff. So, um, and they want to feel like they're doing good for the galaxy is, you know, what they feel. And it's funny how... Um, Rampart brings up how clone loyalty isn't what it's advertised as yeah. later, right. but their loyalty is to like protection of people like civilians. So that's where their loyalty lies. And that's where the empire is so against, right? They just, they just want power. So it's like the clones are still loyal to civilians. And you got to see that very well in, in this whole, like, uh, scene that was going up to like the ending of um you know Cody really trying to make peace with what they're doing so it was awesome I felt it completely yeah and again you get to the point again the action in this episode was great I mean let's not I'd be remiss without bringing out crosshairs you know that shot right down the barrel of the yeah. um of that big battle uh whatever it's called. I can't remember what it's called now, but he had great shots there. And then again, him doing his like bouncing off shots of the mirrors was so good. Yeah. His trick shots are always great. Yeah. Yeah. And that last one of, you know, um, Cody tossing it up and then him just firing and it just hitting all those commander droids and then just hitting the tactical droid. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. And then again, you get like, just like you said, Andrew, we get to that moment of the episode where, Cody is trying to talk to Governor Ames and trying to say, listen, we I, we can bring peace. We have been through two wars. And I think we've seen enough. You know, when he was able to have her release the Imperial Governor, Governor Granton, and then his response is, you know, kill her, execute her. And Cody's like, I just said I would you know, do this peacefully. And I like how a lot of people brought this up too. And I like this idea and I want to throw it to you, Ange. Obviously we know Cody was connected to Obi-Wan. You know, we see them in Clone Wars a lot. We see them obviously in, in um, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. But, you know, this idea of obviously Obi-Wan being the negotiator and then Cody being that type of person as well do you like that I the idea of these clones almost not mimicking but being very similar to the Jedi that they worked with? You know, I, I like that idea. I, I I love that Cody would maybe try to be that way because that's what Obi Wan was did right And all those missions that he was probably with him. Obi Wan was a negotiator, tried to negotiate peace all the time, and that's what he's used to, and that's what he did. Do you do you buy that kind of like theory or idea that they're very similar to obviously the Jedi that they worked with? Do you like that idea? Yeah, I um in my head canon, I feel like Cody like the thought of Obi Wan weighs on on his mind often. Oh, I agree. Oh, I agree. And this is like a sort of like atonement of behaving better and using the skills that the Jedi he was paired up with. Um, as he moves on through the rest of his time through the galaxy. So um, 
Yeah, I was thinking about it's so weird how I just constantly think about Star Wars and think about random things. But I was thinking because you think like how Rex hesitated when Order 66 had and it was because he was like in this this atmosphere of a ship and he, you know, and it was like a time of peace and he had like a moment to think it over. But if you think about like when Cody got the order, they're in the middle of a battle already and he was just like instinctually like i'm gonna follow this order boom there's a jedi boom i'll take the take a shot at at him so i was thinking how he wasn't really he was in this terrible situation he was in the middle of a battle when he got the order of course he was gonna you know jump to to that command really fast and i think over time he's had a lot of time to reflect over how he just un like didn't just instinctually went and followed that order and didn't have time to like think. And he even brings that up with Crosshair too. He says the difference between droids and, and clones is what makes them different from the battle droids is that we, they make their own decisions. And in that moment when he's in the middle of battle, he gets that order. He fires against Obi-Wan. He did not get to make his own decision in that moment. And I think that is something that really just, tears at him that's my head cannon on cody whether we'll get there i don't know i like that a lot though because I, I i completely agree i feel like he brought that up because i feel like like you said he it was a choice and then i like the line that he says after that you know we we have to deal with those choices those decisions you know and i think like you said i i 100 agree i think he remembers that i think he regrets obviously doing that and i think that weighs heavily on him i i completely i completely agree with you you know so i i i'm all for redemption for cody i've been saying that for a while but redemption for cody yeah i'm redemption cool for cody. yeah i am yeah yeah i mean and i love that idea of you know again uh you know crosshair is the one that pulls the trigger which makes complete sense in the end against governor ames you know, and I and her last words of you know so much you know, so so much for peace, you know, and then of course Crosshair is the one that does it. His like little theme music kicks in, you know, and then I again that kind of, like you said that conversation they had after they leave, but even right before that though you see Cody, again it, I, the idea of that he's been probably thinking about about what's going on and wanting to leave. And I think what they just went through in this episode was the one that obviously pushes him to go AWOL, right? And that, conver- you know, th- right before that conversation, you see them leaving, but he's watching, you know, Cody's kind of watching, not clones come in, but the, t- but the new stormtroopers are the ones that are coming over to occupy, you know, and then the clones, the ones that he brought with him with Crosshair, they're the ones leaving. So he sees and feels the replacements, which they even brought up earlier in the episode, the defense, the defense recruitment bill, you know? So this idea of, you know, clones going away for good is out there and, and other clones are aware of it, you know, cause the two people at the, uh, in the cafeteria were talking about it right before crosshair in the very beginning of the episode, they were talking about how they didn't want it to go through. Cause that means that they will be replaced. So, you know, the, the this idea that he goes AWOL, I love. So for me, I believe this is where 
I'll, this is a little fun speculation, but I feel like we see in the trailer where Rex asks, we know Rex asks the Bad Batch to do a mission for them. I wonder if it's connected to Cody, to like getting him out or, you know, getting him safe to where Rex is. I think that would be interesting if that's, if that's the route they go. That would be awesome. Go. You know, I think it'd be fun. It'd be a lot, a lot of fun. It would be perfect. It would be yeah. great. I'd, I want to see it. I want to see it. No, me too. It, and then, again, Crosshair in that moment you brought up earlier, at the very end, you know, he asks, you know, what, where's, you know, where's Cody? And then obviously Rampart just doesn't know who he is. He gives his CT number and obviously he finds out he goes AWOL. And I feel like, again, even before he sees Rampart in that moment, that conversation he had with Cody right before that scene, you know, it seems like he had like a restless night because, you know, his alarm, he's well, he's wide awake before his alarm goes off. So I feel like he's been thinking about what Cody said and then come to find out, you know, that Cody did leave. I wonder if that's putting any, any type of doubt into Crosshair now. I, in my, my personal opinion, I, I feel like it is. I feel like there's something in him now that is maybe seeing the bigger picture or maybe seeing that, you know, what he's doing isn't really being a soldier anymore, if that makes sense. How do you feel? Do you feel that that moment hit for him? Or what do you think? Yeah, I think there are many mo moments that compounded up into that moment, right? Because he's had these conversations with Hunter and Wrecker and Tech oh, yeah. and Echo about what they are, what what is changing, um, what they need to be. And he, you know, wants to stick under um, I'm a soldier and I follow orders. And so this situation that happened with him and Cody and what happened on uh, Desix, it's just it's just another thought for him to to go through and to question um, what he's supposed to be doing. And it's not making it easy for him that he should just be a soldier that follows orders. He keeps getting put in these situations that is making him have to make a decision on what he's going to do. It's going to be interesting. It really is going to be interesting to see where we end up at the end of this season with Crosshair. Like, is he still going to be that soldier? You know, or is he going to see the light, so to speak? What do you realize, want out of, I, out of Crosshair? I, I wouldn't mind redemption. I, I don't. I, and the reason I say that is because, as you and I know, that's a huge theme in Star Wars. Redemption. It's huge. So why not give it to, to Crosshair? Because I think, again, slowly, just like maybe Cody, he is realizing that, you know, being a soldier in the Empire isn't really what it was being a soldier for the Republic. Right? It's two vastly different things. It's not just missions. It's it's straight up sending him to murder somebody. Right though, I mean that—that's literally. Yeah, they're the, they're more like assassins. Than, did. Right, yeah, they're more like assassins and soldiers. Right, so maybe he's beginning to realize that this isn't the the idea of being a soldier in the empire is not what he wants anymore, and and maybe that is again slowly 
him understanding that. And I believe that's where we're going to go. I do. I hope. And if it's not, it's not. That's great. Because I, I feel like whatever avenue that team, the Bad Batch team, is going to take that character, I'm 100% bored. I'm 100% I'm bored with it. Because you could go both ways. You could keep him what he's doing as being a good soldier and being that guy. Right? You could. But I feel like that just isn't in the cards. I really don't. I feel like he will be redeemed at some point. Maybe sacrifice himself for his brothers. I don't, you know, I don't know. I, that's kind of my idea. What? Where are you at with it? How do you feel? I hope he stays a villain. I do. That's fair. I think he yeah. had an opportunity to, at the end of season one, and you kind of saw his true colors come out. You know, we talked about that a lot when we reviewed that episode. Just how he was still trying to, like, mine F-U-C-K people <laughs> into, well, yeah. like, thinking yeah. they were responsible for for what happened to him and leaving him and, and all that stuff. He He's a good villain. He's a good antagonist. He gets in the way, you know, and that's, like, what you need in a story for the sake of a story. So um, I don't need everyone to be a hero in in my star okay. wars so okay. i and he's he's a good villain he is and but also having these moments of what is he really about is great too so um to me i i'm happy either way but i prefer him to stay um a villain and again even in season one i feel like his whole thing wasn't again i could be totally wrong and again maybe we even brought this up when we reviewed it but i feel like season one for crosshair wasn't about being a soldier for the empire it was that his brothers he and he even said it in the finale his brothers didn't come back for him they left him you know but then at the in the finale hunter's like we didn't leave you like we what did you want us to do? You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if that's where he, again, where his loyalties lie. I don't know if it's really for the empire. I mean, I think he's just being a soldier, but I really don't know if he's super loyal to the empire itself, you know? And then even in the season one finale, he did save Omega, you know? So he, there's those little glimpses, right? Just like with any of those, just with, you know, Vader and everything like that. There's those glimpses of like who they, you know, of the, of the good person that they are, but there it's over trumped by the evil, by, you know, them being the villain. I mean, is that fair? How do you, I mean, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, that's what you gotta do to keep your audience guessing, you know, thread that, thread that needle. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So it's going to be interesting. I, I hope redemption. But again, I can totally see where he is set up as a good antagonist, as a good villain. anti An anti-hero, so to speak. I, I do. I really, really do. T-Swift. T-Swift. Um, T-Swift, yeah. It's me. Hi. <laughs> Could you imagine Crosshair? I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> Just dancing. Like AP5. Singing. I love it. We need it. I need it. Uh, and then real quick, I just want to give a shout out to uh, clone troopers Wiley and Nova. 
R.I.P. We didn't know you too long, but R.I.P. R.I.P. Man, God, that was rough. That was brutal. Final thoughts, Ange, on episode three before we get into four. Anything you want to bring up or anything? Cinema. It, it was perfect. It, it really mm-hmm. was. Some of the best Star Wars. Some of the best Great. Star Wars. Hundred percent. So, uh, tonal, uh, a tonally switched from episode three is episode four faster. And obviously, in this episode, we are with Omega Tech and Wrecker with Sid. And we learn about a new racing <laughs> style called Riot Racing. And this was the coolest freaking thing we have seen, I think, in a while. And like we talked about it before, give us a video game of this because this would be, again, like you said, Andrea, a Mario Kart Star Wars edition. And it would be the raddest thing ever. It'd be so much fun. But again, a fun episode. I feel like, again, as we, as I said, tonally different. I don't think I've laughed as much in a while from an animation episode. There are some good, solid. Oh, solid one-liners and just. Very solid. Like Teo overall, Ben Schwartz, who I love. I know him as John Raffio from Parks and Rec. And it is, if you've seen that show, kids, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it because it's hilarious. Although, side note, editor's note, you got to get through like the first season and like half of season two. Because it's a little rough, but then after that, dude, that show is just pure gold. And he's in it. And his character is John Raffio. And it's literally that character, but as a droid. And it's hilarious. Like, it's just so good. I love Ben Schwartz, so I'm so glad he got into Star Wars with that droid. Again, again, as fun as this episode was with the racing, it was, a, again, another tech-heavy episode, which I love. It was. Love it. And I love my boy Tech. I'm a huge, again, he's probably my favorite Bad Batcher right now. I love Tech. The, But we get also within this episode glimpses and seeds of Sid's past. And we get her full name in this episode, which, I, which I've never heard of yet. And I don't know if we, I don't remember hearing it in season one at all. No. But it's... um. Sidarian Scaleback? Is that how? Yeah. I love that. Like, it's very interesting how Malegi, which I say Milady, because Milady. it sounds like, like Milady. I'm sorry, kids. It sounds like Milady. When, especially when you hear it, when you're listening to the episode. When I was like first Milady. watching it, I was like doing something else and I heard and I was like, they just say Milady? <laughs> <laughs> swear you. to God. And then when you said it, when we were on Star Wars Explained, I was like, oh my God. Same. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> but so, yeah. So Sidarian Scaleback is his full name. And she runs into an old friend, Malegi. And they have a past. And you can tell like straight up from her reaction to when he answers that episode. It is something's going on. You know, they call, he calls her, you know, an old friend. And like, you know, you, you're basically telling her that you can say that you've changed, but you're still a hustler like I am, you know, in these, your, your new crew, the Bad Batch, we'll find out sooner or later who the true Sid is. So I want to start with Sid because I feel like, her past and we kind of talked about we talked about this a little bit on star wars explained too but like her past man i want to know it now because it feels like there's some dark dark stuff that she has seen because obviously she has been through the entire clone wars 
She has seen some stuff. And she is clearly somebody that doesn't trust people a lot. And it's fine, but she has entrusted the Bad Batch team. You know, and it's almost like a, obviously, a surrogate family to her. Because who knows what her, who or what her family were, but clearly she doesn't talk about it. She's very isolated person. You know, she only gives out these jobs to people so then she can get money. So I, I love that, again, these little seeds of her her background that we're getting. How did you feel about it? Did, what did you take away from those, again, little seeds of, of Sid's background and Sid's story with her friend Malegi, a.k.a. Yeah, Malady? Malady. At first, I was like, really? We're still hanging out with Sid? Right. Because I promise you, like every episode is like, you do this I job know, for the same me. Thing. You the do same this thing. job for me and, and we're square. And it's like, our, we're never square, I guess. Like, never. The Bad Batch will continue to be on Ord Mantel doing jobs for Sid. Right. So I was kind of surprised. Like, we're really still doing jobs for Sid? Like, what is going on? And then it makes me dislike Sid a little bit because she keeps him trapped, like, in this vicious cycle of do this one last job for me and we're cool. But then it's like, do this one last job for me and we're cool. And so, Tech brought that up, too. I know. Episode. I know. So this episode really reminded me of the episode in season one called infested which i really liked because it was just this own little story within itself right it, it had the potential of tying in other things and did tie in other things but it was just this cool little saturday morning cartoon where our heroes uh get in trouble and have to help and it it gets solved by the the end of the episode so they were identical and I, a lot of people when that happened in season one, we're like, oh, it's filler, it's filler. And I did hear a little bit filler chatter about uh, Faster, but yeah, not as sure, much. Sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe because it's the beginning and and all of that, but but whatever. Because it, like we've been saying, it left those little droplets of what's the bigger thing going on with Sid. And then in Infested, it left those droplets with like, what is really going on with the galaxy you know the pikes are showing up you know there's there's crime bosses trying to jockey for power so th they were very simple and telling a story in an episode but like left you wanting more and feeling like you were getting a little bit of information on what else was going on so me i'm annoyed with sid i'm gonna be honest like i really liked sid in season one i think she's great she's tough tough gale tough tough broad right but i'm like over her keeping the bad batch it, keeping clone force 99 in this cycle right and it, it feels like she's using them and sometimes you get like those moments right and infested where you think like she would just cut and run on the bad batch but like omega gets caught in the middle of it she decides to finish off what they needed to do to get omega back right and now the bad batch is doing that for her you know, Sid gets caught in the middle of it. Omega wants to stand up for Sid to, like, get her out of it. So they have, like, this relationship where they're, like, good for each other, but I'm kind of over it. I want um, either Sid to be, you know, like, all in on helping the galaxy and, and getting the Bad Batch on missions of where they're actually helping others and not just running for um, Nerf Nuggets, 
So when do we get there with Sid? Will we ever get there with Sid? No, that's a good question. Do you think, it, real quick, do you think that with this episode and with that conversation she had with Malegi, you think she will change at all? Because she did say to him, you know, I, I, you'd be surprised like I've changed. And I feel that that was a genuine thing from her to say. She wasn't just saying it just to say it. So I believe her when she says she's changed. Yeah, I think she um, is. She chooses what she what missions she does now. She just doesn't like turn a turn a blind eye and say, "Oh, um, you know, whatever." Peddling these force wielding children. That's what I think she was doing, like when she was really bad. But anyway, um, you know, she's not just doing things for money, regardless of the effect that it had on other people. I think she she. And that's what she thinks she's doing better now. She she vets her missions a little bit more responsibly. But I don't know because we don't know about her past yet. No, I agree. And I think – I don't know if I'm as annoyed with her as you are, but I am getting to the point where it's like, okay, in this episode, Tech even says, you know, how many times have we – again, paraphrasing, but how many times have we had to have helped Sid – against these you know these type of shady characters and even in the very beginning of the episode tech you know when she says i have a mission and he's like where's the briefing she's like you know don't worry about it let's just go and he even is like he like just gave a big sigh like here we freaking go again with sid and her bs like i i feel like they are getting to the point too or at least at least tech is getting to the point where like we we can't keep doing this like you're saying and he even said that in episode what was it episode one like when even when Sid even says that you know this isn't going to last long and Hunter you know was trying to be convinced of going to do the whole looting of um, Dooku's uh, treasure Tech was even like she's right like this can't we can't keep doing what she wants us to do this isn't going to last long this is, you know, not sustainable. We have to do something. And I feel like missions like these where he has to save, you know, they have to save her. It's just emphasizing that for at least tech, you know, and maybe that will begin the, the, you know, we need to separate. Maybe he starts talking to Hunter about it and echo, like we need to start, you know, figuring out how to get away from Sid because we can't keep putting ourselves in danger for her. When we're trying to like not get, <laughs> not get on the Empire's radar, but everything we do for Sid is putting us on the radar of the Empire. So like it's got to stop. I agree with you there. I do find her character though very fascinating. Again, I think it's because we don't know a lot about it, but these seeds of like again her shady past with this, with her friend Malegi. Being, you know, she was a hustler. We know she's friends with pirates, as we know in episode one with Fee. Like, her past has to be so, like, traumatic and, like, very, like, troubling to the point of what she's doing, right? So, like, you, for me, I almost feel bad that this is how the the Clone War has shaped her because of what she's seen. So it's like, 
I have sympathy for that, but I, but I agree with you on this idea that she's just, you know, there's those missions that she's just using the bad batch just to use them, you know, just because they are, you know, former clones and everything like that. So is she, you kind of do get like, like, is she really trying to help? Because how many times has she put them in danger? And then how many times has she said this will, you know, this will get you out of, you know, debt or this will get you, this will get you what you need to like survive. So it's, it's just, it's interesting. I like, again, I like her character and the seeds that we got in this episode were really fascinating for me. But I think the big thing about this episode was riot racing, Andrea. How did you feel about it when, when they first walk into that arena? Cause I want to talk about the, the race itself too, like the racing is very obviously different than pod racing. But did you, did you initially think it was pod racing at first when you were walking in, like when that, when we got that shot? Yeah, I did think it was pod racing, which I was excited for because that's one of the greatest parts in the Phantom Menace is the pod racing scene. Yep. Agreed. I mean, not just for fans like George Lucas too, as well too. So um, to go back to those roots was really awesome. And then to see that it was more of like a, uh, you get to do what you want and you get to shoot at people and you get to cheat and you get to, and there's people out there helping you cheat. It was great. So Mario Kart Star Wars, like you said, it really was. Um, and it was pretty awesome when tech finally raced and he was in the back. Right. And he was saying like, that was a strategy. I immediately thought of like, you're playing Mario Kart. If you're in the middle, you're, you're, just gonna get bombarded with stuff it's the worst place to be so yeah i guess that is a pretty good strategy to stay stay in the back and pick people off and then slowly move up to the front um so it was it was just fun to see and well executed with the animation and the sound and the music it was excellent you know so i i absolutely it was awesome i loved it it was awesome it was so fun. Like, again, this is one of those episodes where it was just fun being in that kind of environment, fun Star Wars that, again, we've always gotten. Like, Star Wars has been serious at times, but it's also been very silly. I mean, I go to I go to A New Hope and Han Solo running through the Death Star screaming, you know, after storm after Stormtroopers, and then he sees the whole battalion of them, and then he's like, stops it starts running away from them and then again the whole like you know uh we're all good here how are you like those are the funny like comedic levity star wars moments that i really enjoy and there were so many of it you know but with the racing though like you said yeah i was pumped for for it to be pod racing but then you get this whole idea of riot racing to where like it's like no holds bar. You can do whatever you want, like dangerous kind of, you know, uh, racing where there were no human, you know, human people, right. Uh, any races in, in these races, it was mostly droids or, um, these different species, um, alien like species that were, um, driving these, these pods. Dude, so the it, announcers, when they oh, set up all the racers, yes. I mean, talk about just like a really cool like clip to be able to 
um, throw in all those different species and it was fun and it was funny. And yep. um, that little announcing part was just awesome. I loved it. Yeah. And again, a very funny moment too, when they, when tech was racing, I'm glad you brought that up because you know, there's like this, you know, mad, mad, whatever. And like yeah, steel claw, steel claw and all these other cool names. And then he's like, and then tech, Heck, that's it. That that's that's all we got on him. Like it was so funny. And then even earlier, again, speaking of the announcers, and again, this shows how dangerous this race was compared to pod racing. You know, there was a ship in a race that like shot, you know, uh blasters and it killed one of the people in the audience and nobody flinched. And then the announcers <laughs> so were funny. like, friendly reminder that, you know, uh, these races on Safatoma can be dangerous and we're not liable for anything. Disintegration. I'm just like, Oh my God, it was so great. It was so great. I, again, as it was just so much fun. Then you get a character like Teo, who I loved again, smart kind of sassy droid we love him here you know but then i love this idea of tech being the one that shows that you know being intelligent and being strategic like you were talking about is the winning combination it's not just being aggressive like teo was or being offensive it is being defensive and more strategic and again it's a great theme to 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 show in this in the show and just overall like Use your head, use your smarts. You know, you don't have to kind of go in like a bull in a china shop. Like you can be strategic about things and come out on top. So I loved it uh, for sure. Any any other moments in the racing that you that you caught or any really other funny? I mean, there's so many, but any other funny moments in this episode that uh, that made you laugh? Um, I mean, really just Teo's smart mouth is, you know, I appreciate that kind of humor. I haven't watched Parks and Rec, but it seems like my kind of humor. So, you know, I know, I think Alex had said on Star Wars Explained, it was kind of like if he paired up with L7 from Solo, like that would have been like the dynamic duo that would just take you out. Like that would be the couple that you just always wanted to hang out with just to listen to the banter, you know? So just, you know, it was a good it was it was a great execution of a droid and it's great to see droids have personalities you know and then to have tech as the hero and the main character and the racer because honestly lauren when i was watching this and tail got knocked out i was like here we go omega's gonna race omega's force sensitive she's gonna be the only human that can do it she is anakin we are in the phantom menace and let's go like i was there i'm telling you i was there i was and i was cool with it if it was gonna happen because we talked about it before like omega could be force sensitive you know and she's gonna be the one to race and she's gonna be the one to win the day i was i was all in for it and then it was tech and i was like yeah that makes so much more sense right and that and that brings like a new light to him and it was awesome so Overall, it was just like a well-executed episode that just kind of lived in its own thing, and it and it was great. I mean, I I've watched it a couple times just because I I enjoy it as how simple it was. So, yeah, no, me too. I again, my <laughs> one of my favorite is the very last line of Teo. He's just, he's just like I regret nothing, and then just <laughs> goes away. I love when they're working on him and he was like, hey, 
less chatter, more spanner. Like, it's just so great. Yeah, he had such, he just had great lines and again brought that Star Wars comedic beats that I think have been in Star Wars from the beginning and the end, from A New Hope, as we, as I was just talking about, like Han Solo. So, yeah, again, these, these two episodes, again, as tonally different as they were, they were so good at what they did in that episode, you know? Episode three was supposed to be that heavier. Obviously, they they knew that that episode was going to be heavy. And then they pair it, you know, the next episode, they pair it with a very, like, lighthearted, funny, Star Warsy adventure. And it was it was just well done. So kudos, again, to the Bad Batch team for kind of knowing how to place these episodes and to know that, you know, after a heavy episode, let's have some fun. Let's have some pod racing, but it's called riot racing. It's gonna be totally different. And it was just it was just super just well done. I loved both episodes. And I'm I'm very excited to see where these next two episodes go. Cause again, the story is kind of wide open. You know, do we do it like you said, like you talked about before, and do we do another mission for Sid? Do we get the Rex mission now? Do we get something else? Do we follow Crosshair? Like where we go from here is going to be very interesting. So uh, I'll throw final thoughts uh, for these two episodes. And then again, anything you are looking forward to, you want to speculate on a little bit. What do you got? I have an open mind of what's going to happen next. Like I'm cool with anything just because I, I like these characters and they've been treated very well through throughout the first season and what we've seen so far in these first four episodes um i kind of want a little bit more um unexpectedness i i, I want cad baden to come back i want fennec I like to be like around it. you know i felt like those characters shouldn't have just been reserved for one season i feel like we should bring them back you know because that happens in the Clone Wars, right? It kind of just like repeats and, and you get a little bit more each each season. So um, that's like my only I wish is we see those characters again. It would make sense again because that thread of Omega. Yep. And the cloning. And then we know, is it Lama Say? Yeah, I want that too. I'm neat. I know that's coming. That. So, and we know Fennec told Lama Say, like, if you need me, just let me know. So, and, and we know Cat Baden was PO'd that he lost that bounty. So, I could definitely see those two. I, I like that call, and it would make sense for them to come back um, in the show. The one thing I want, and I will say, and I've been saying it, and you know what I'm going to say, I want my boy Hondo. Yeah, you do. I want Hondo. Give me freaking Hondo and Asa. <laughs> I want it. I need it. He has been in every single, like, again, he's been in Clone Wars. He's been in Rebels. Put him in Bad Batch. We have a clear connection with Fee, Sid's friend, who's a pirate. Come on. It's right there, Dave Filoni. I see you. I know what you're going to do. You're going to bring in Hondo. And I'm going to love it. I'm going to love that episode. Yes. And I can't wait for it. Because it wouldn't make sense. I mean, again, for who Sid's character is, and now that we know she's friends with like pirates, who is the greatest pirate, Star Wars pirate of all times? It's Hondo Anaka. Hondo Anaka. Come on, man. Bring bring Hondo in. 
I can't wait for it. So that that's my only like hope and wish for the rest of the seasons that somehow Hondo Naka shows up and it would be the greatest episode of all time. That's what I went for. Okay, kids, that's it. That's the show. Thank you so much for listening to us. I hope you guys enjoyed our recap. Again, highly recommend these two episodes. So fun. A lot of cool, fun Star Wars in it. And then again, if you can, especially episode four, listen to it with some type of headphones, man. You will enjoy it, especially with the racing stuff, the sound design. Just kudos, kudos to to that team. And then again, like you said, Andrea, the Kiners killed it with the music. Like it's so good in both episodes, really. But episode four was just fun. It had that kind of upbeat music. So it was, it was good, good stuff. So again, thank you guys for listening to us. You guys can follow us on Twitter and Hive at the Galactic Pod. And you can find our shows on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, all the major platforms. And then you can follow me on Twitter and Hive at Nose. You can follow me, Andrea Gutierrez, at R2D2Step on Twitter. BTS at Fashion Week has been a banger. I'm telling you. That's what I tweet about. For all those hot BTS takes, <laughs> follow Andrea. Dave Matthews is coming out with a new album look out oh well that too all right yeah 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 Ooh, how exciting mental note of that one yeah that is very exciting all right kids that's it that's the show thank you so much and may that force be with you always always, always.